welcome to the Wildlands. I'm Matt, and today's episode is brought to you in part by West End Sports, your northeastern New Brunswick's five-star Yamaha dealer, where you're sure to find something that will rev your heart. And today, we'll be talking about how to get into archery hunting. So let's jump right into it. So again, for today's episode, uh, I'm in the studio here with uh, without Dave, but I have a special guest on today's show, uh, my father, who was on a episode uh, in season one. And I mean, he is, in my in in my general opinion, the the expert on archery hunting uh, up here in in northern Brunswick where we're at. Uh, he's been in it for a long time. Uh, he's been competition shooting for a long time. He's been archery hunting for a long time. So who better to ask uh, questions about archery? And my father. So uh, here he is, Mike. Give her a giver. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Uh, you know, not too bad. Good. So what we're going to talk about today again is, like I say, getting into archery hunting. So in, in your opinion, what's the most important thing about getting into archery hunting? What do we need to know like as the most important thing? The first thing that I would say, Matt, if, if anybody wants to get into to archery or hunting, archery hunting, is that they gotta get a bow that fits them. What I mean by that is that, hey, we're all different. Uh, body, our body, our, you know. So bows are made to to be drawn. And if it's too short, if it's too long, it doesn't fit you. You won't have fun, first of all. And second of all, uh, you'll never get, get, get good at it. So. First thing you got to know, make sure you get a bow that fits you. All right. So with that, you know, of course, we're all different. And I mean, I've grown up getting bows from you and we're lucky enough to have pretty much the same draw length and same everything else. So I was lucky in that sense. But how do you uh, get to measure your draw length and make sure that you get a bow that does fit yourself? Well, uh, yes, like you said, uh, you've been getting my hand-me-downs for years now. And uh, it's it's easy. We're the same, but okay. Draw length is the most important thing in uh, choosing a bow, and then you're gonna have draw weight. So draw length. How do you get uh, your draw length? There are many ways of getting it. The, the first way would be really is to to get in and go see an archery shop. At an archery shop, you you a pro shop. You usually get a very knowledgeable people and uh, they'll measure you exactly right on so you won't have to buy three four different kinds of bows or you will be set right off the bat now like here in northern new brunswick where we don't have any pro shops uh, you you can uh, get uh, your local archery club there's usually some pretty knowledgeable people in that that can help you but if not well, the good old internet. Good old Google. Good old Google. You just Google how to measure draw draw length uh, f- uh, when purchasing a bow. There's three or four different uh, uh, ways of doing it. They are all good. If you follow the instructions, you should be able to uh, to get the proper draw length right off the bat. But then after you got your draw length, please, guys draw weight is very important yes we all want to be macho and you know oh geez i can draw an 80 pound bow and i hunt with that look the law the law in most 
places it's a 45 pounds minimum weight Look, I've been shooting stuff all over the place with a 60-pound bow, and you don't need more than that. Yes, when you're like Matthew's age, 30, 32, and you're a big man, you want to shoot 70 pounds. Hey, good. If you can handle it, good. But you don't need it. So get the proper draw length. So what you're saying there is is there's no need to have that that large weight uh, for, for hunting. I mean, for let's say north american hunting you you'd still be good on a on a lower not necessarily a lower but something that doesn't feel uncomfortable to you like maybe would you say if you're hunting elsewhere you would need that that bigger draw weight what would be what would be an advantage of a bigger draw weight or is there any well the 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 bigger draw weight is they say it's for the the larger animals uh moose elk uh, brown bears in Alaska, stuff like that. Look, uh, a, a sharp broadhead at 50, 60 pounds will go right through a moose anyway, uh, an elk, uh, a grizzly bear. It's just they, they want more draw weight so they can shoot further, more, they have more speed to shoot further and stuff. Uh, so that's uh, one advantage of having draw weight. But otherwise... 45 50 60 pounds is lots of weight perfect that's great to know and i mean once you've determined your draw length and once you've determined your uh draw weight what's the next step after this next step after that is to 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 decide uh choosing a bow so like you know matt uh, and a lot of people know there's so many bow manufacturers out there right now there are so many different opinions on who's making the best, who's making the worst. Look, go to a pro shop, uh, go to your local store that have bows, try them, get the feel, you know, uh, grips, grips are all different on them. Uh, that's, that's a big thing right there. Another thing is know what kind of hunting you're going to do. Uh, bows, for anybody that doesn't know bows, you can get them on what they call axle to axle, so the length of it okay they they range for like you know my target bow is is 40 inches yeah okay there's a purpose for that that. it's more control accuracy and stuff and then you got they they go from 40 right down to 28 inches axle to axle so the 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 shorter ones which we're getting now the 28 and 30 inch axle to axle is for guys usually that that'll hunt out of tree stands where you're in a tree stand, you're limited to movement and stuff, okay? Oh, the shorter axle to axle is, is preferred. And then the, you move up from the 32, 34, 35, 36 inches, which are still okay in tree stands, but a lot of guys prefer those uh, when they're, they're walking around and hunting. Uh, they're, they're, they're known to be a little bit more accurate because they're longer axle to axle. But I mean, the short ones are accurate also, don't get me wrong. But that's, that's, that's where they, uh, they decide their axle to axle. Now, when you speak of, of axle length and accuracy, would you say that it's noticeable at, right away at a 20-yard shot? Or are these things that are noticeable beyond 40? Or, or like, how, how much of a difference does it make? And should it be considered, again, like you said, your, your shot style, 
where your your distance is a factor in in that is that uh, something that's important on short range or will you only notice it on longer ranges uh, no I, I say that uh, uh, the axle to axle has nothing to do with long range or short range it, it's all in the in individual itself okay you got to understand that we we use longer axle to axle bows in competition because we're shooting at a dime size target okay, where where if i'm hunting uh we're going to say a uh, a the zone where the 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 the, the vital, vital zone on, on let's say let's say a deer matt uh, a good size full size buck you're going to have what uh, 12 inches by 12 inches as a easily so you don't need that perfect accuracy yes we all want to pinpoint exactly but i mean you know and on the moose it's even bigger on elk it's even bigger so uh the the axle to axle is not really that Im important but it, it's only important on the style of hunting you're going to do Personally, in the tree stand, I like a short axle to axle because you're sitting on a chair or whatever, and you you got limbs in the way, or you got the, the your rest, your arm rest or whatever is is better. Uh, walking around, I like it a little a little longer, 32, 34 axle to axle. Yeah, that's true because I mean, you know, that must have been a game changer when they did shorten up those bows because I remember like I remember seeing your first ones being these these you know traditional looking bows even if they were they were compound bows but i mean it still looked like a bow and now i mean our our new ones uh, where we're shooting like parallel limbs and everything i mean it you're practically holding up like a if you look at it really it almost shapes like a rectangle no longer have that long bowing uh, action uh but yeah exactly i, I understand i mean i i've never hunted with the older styles i started hunting right away with the parallel limbs uh, and they've been getting shorter since I've started. So, I mean, it, it's for sure it, must, it was a definite game changer. And uh, I, I'm glad that we were able to share that it's not necessarily the big accuracy changer. Uh, like you said, there's a little more control maybe. But, I mean, for hunting styles, it's in majority way, it's a hunting style preference and a shooter preference than an accuracy and then that a... Uh, you know, making sure you'll be able to make a good shot does not come down to your necessarily your axle to axle length. That's right. Yeah, because you know you remember the uh, when they started the uh, the bows. What I I'd say it's about what ten years now when they come out with the the twenty eight inch axle to axle bow. We couldn't believe it. And if you remember, uh, I always got the new bows every year from the different companies. Yeah. And and the 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 first time I got the twenty eight, we couldn't believe it. But uh, uh, being uh, an archer that practices a lot, I handled it very well, you know. And uh, it was great hunting out of tree stands when I'd go to the states and Illinois and stuff. But uh, yeah, the axle to axle is a big thing, and it all depends on your style of hunting. Perfect. Well, now that we've chosen our bow, we've got it all set up. We went to our pro shop or we Googled the heck out of it to make sure we had everything we needed and we, you know, did our homework and everything. What's the next step to get into hunting? We, you know, we're there. We're at that point. Okay. So you chose your bow. You know what style of hunting you're going to do. So then it's like everything else. 
Practice, practice, practice. True. I mean, it's an obvious, to me, it's an obvious step in archery is you can't just pick it up and go. No, that's right. Because it's not like a gun where you lift it up, you look through the scope and you pull the trigger. Archery is you got to have a certain form. You got to have, you know, your draw length, your anchor point, your peep sight. Everything has to be the same time after time after time for you to be accurate. Okay? So when they say practice makes perfect, uh, Matthew, that is completely a wrong saying. You mean we've been learning this wrong like our entire lives? Yep. Yep. Because practice makes perfect it's wrong no it it is wrong it's perfect practice that makes perfect which makes sense it it does make sense because uh you know uh i see a lot of guys come to the archery club and fling some arrows oh geez geez i shot 100 arrows in a night good for you i i might have only shot 20 but i i hit the dime sized target every time that's 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 what perfect practice means that's what depending on on well no it shouldn't even be depending on what you're looking for like you say practice makes perfect perfect practice makes perfect shooting or at least very close to it and i mean we all have different different end goals maybe or different you know values in what we're doing and like you say some people are there to say i shot this many but Again, I I completely agree with you that that's not what I would be looking for. I would be looking for, you know, hitting exact hitting exactly what I'm looking for every time. That is so important. And it, 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 when I when I teach people how to shoot, I say, hey, great, great. I rather see you shoot 20 shots, but hit that little dot every time, than see you fling a hundred shots and. Hopefully you'll hit it 20 times. You know what I mean? So now with with practice, uh, a question I got there is would you consider what would be a good starting point to get your practice in? Would you say once a week for an hour or once a week for three hours or three times a week for a half hour? What would be like, I know, you know, there's a lot of muscle memory in this. There's a lot of form you got to practice on. Uh and with that, is there anything that can be done without the actual bow in your hands to to practice or to strengthen your your skills on this? Well, of course, uh, you know that uh, archery, it's like you said, muscle memory. So uh, it's all a lot has to do with your upper upper body strength. So uh, shoulders, back muscles, very, very important. Uh arms you know you got to draw your bow and stuff but i mean you you gotta stay in fairly good shape as far as practice matthew i would say that a a new guy starting out should practice as often as he can (laughs) you know if if it means that he he if he has the time you know in today's world we're all so busy if you have the time to go out every night go out every night if you only have time to go two three times a week go two three times a week but remember to perfect practice makes perfect that's one thing you got to remember every time you're out there that's true being being said that as many times as you are able to get out 
if you practice correctly and practice in the right manner, it'll be more valuable to your skill than just going out there whenever you can, getting tired, uh, burning yourself out, and just shooting, like you say, flinging arrows down range. So, I mean... Exactly. And, and, and you know, what? what's good in, in today is that when we're practicing, there's so many like out there now you you seen us we go to competitions them 3d 3d competition if you're going to deer hunt you buy yourself a 3d target that's a deer and then you can practice you know right behind the shoulder and you know you get good at it and then when your your game shows up when you're in your stand you're not panicking you know exactly where you're going to put it same thing for for they have bear targets they have elk targets they have moose targets you know yeah, for sure. That's definitely a, uh, a a plus if you know exactly what you're going after. Like, let's say you're brand new into it, and you know you're going on your first whitetail hunt. You'll know you'll you'll get that out of the way. You'll get the the a little bit of sense for what you're doing, and you can also play around with your angles on your shots too. You know, because uh, we all know that you're shooting at pump, per, well, we all know. If, if if you're an archer, you know that if you're completely broadside or quartering away or quartering towards you, your shot angle, your shot placement, everything changes. This is another thing that, I mean, you got you to gotta learn about, and that comes with the perfect practice as well. But first, let's not forget, you've practiced, you've perfect practice, you're, 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 you can shoot now, you can hit something. The other thing that I have to mention when it comes to practice you gotta find out what your comfort zone is what i mean by that is that you have archers out there take me for example that shoot every day if i go out hunting i'm comfortable shooting at a deer i let's say at 50 yards okay but the new guy that just started uh you know he's having a little bit of a struggle his his uh, comfort zone might be 25 yards. Which is fine. Which is totally fine. You know, we don't want to wound that animal. We want to make an ethical shot on him. So archers out there, know your comfort zone and stick to it. Like, you know, uh, you've been with me and we've seen monster bucks at 70 yards. And that shot never went off. And that shot never went off. Some would have. Oh, a lot of people do, and they wound the animals. No way. Know your comfort zone and stick to it, and you'll be an ethical hunter, and, and you'll love you'll love the sport. Very, very good point there. I mean, you know, uh, again, it comes down to, I like to call it, you know, in a sense, who pisses further, and I'm, I'm really not for that. Uh, you know, much better to, to make an ethical shot and, and know that your shot counted because if you don't know your comfort zone everything you've done before was just completely wasted so now now that we've practiced now that we're you know we chose our bow we practiced we've been you know shooting all summer and november shows up and it's it's time to hunt uh what would i do now what how how to how to prepare yourself for all this practice on a non-moving target non you know the the famous buck fever and everything else, but what can I do to prepare, like for the actual hunt? Okay, now 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 you've practiced. 
you're comfortable at a certain distance, you know that you're going to make an ethical shot. What do you do next? Well, it's it's real easy. You, you, you're going to decide what, what uh, game animal you're going to pursue, first of all. And then you're going to study that game animal. Uh, uh, there's enough. Yeah, you can Google it again. <laughs> there's famous Google. Uh, shot placement. You, you're going to know where vitals are, uh, where everything is. And you mentioned it a while ago. Is the animal broadside? Is he, cro- is he quartering away? Know your animal, okay? No, no, no! All about your game animal. Definitely, uh, you know, very important. Like, and you mentioned the wall go as well. Different animals, different vital zones. Well, size of zones, all, yep. all say, all in the same place, just different size. That's right. So I mean, you know, uh, another important one. Yep. Now, uh, you're 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 ready to go. So what do you what happens next? Well, first of all, uh, you got to get permission on on private land if you're going to hunt private land yes of course i mean very important we've covered this many times and we can't stress it enough to to make sure that you know you're not on somebody's piece of land that you know you don't have you don't have the permission and you don't want to create that bad relationship and that bad name for hunters that's right and now now uh you've got permission or you're going to hunt a public land and that's fine here in new brunswick we have a lot of public land which is good hunting now You've decided, okay, I'm going to hunt such a place. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to scout around. I mean, you just don't go put a stand there. No, and hopefully you do have time between the when you decide to start hunting, archery hunting, and your hunt to, to get out there at least at least a couple times to, you know, not just be shooting in the dark type thing. That's right. So so you went out, you scouted, okay. Uh, here in New Brunswick, as you know, let's say for, for deer, we're allowed to bait. So a lot of the guys put apples, carrots, salt. You know, that's, that's very, very important for, for you to, to, to be successful at it. So once you, you've scouted, okay. Now, oh, opening day is in two days. What's the next step? Well, hey, get out there. You better have the proper licensing. Yeah, we stress this often as well uh you know for the for here uh in new brunswick again you know we we often go to new brunswick but you and i have both been in different states and we know that how it goes there and i'm guessing that most places again because most places i've been all have the same thing they have a designated season for archery on most occasions i've noticed you can always hunt archery in other seasons uh, like here in New Brunswick, we have three extra weeks of archery, but once the rifle season opens, we can still hunt archery in the rifle season. So, I mean, that, that know, know your season, but on most times with archery, you're pretty safe because you can, you can usually go archery into rifle, but you can't go rifle into archery type thing. So, you know. That's right. That, that, that's where it comes down to proper licensing, but also know the laws because what you just mentioned, okay, it, in a lot of places... It is, but you know where I hunt in Illinois yeah. during the gun season, yeah. you cannot archery hunt. Really? Yeah. So you got to know the, 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 the laws of your area. It's very, very important. Uh, what do they say? Ignorance of the law is no excuse or whatever. And you get a ticket. So <laughs> that's the way That's the way it works. Okay. So now we, we're, we're licensed. Uh, we know the game, the game, uh, uh, the game rules. Now... One thing that's so important, and we see it all the time, okay? Remember, it's a sport. It should be it should be fun. 
leave the stress behind enjoy yourself you know uh, you're 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 hunting okay so forget about all your worries and just go have fun you know i mean uh like you say it's a sport it's there to be fun it's there to be a challenge and like i've mentioned to you many times and if there's new hunters out there uh you know getting ready for your first hunt this fall or even as myself like like i said i mentioned to you many times the the feeling the adrenaline rush you get after a hunt and everything else uh is is you know just amazing the adrenaline rush you get when the animal's coming in the adrenaline rush once you've let your arrow fly uh you know once you you're down there and the respect for the animal that's uh, plays a whole big part in it and i've always said the day that that no longer happens to me that it's no longer fun and it's no longer exciting and i don't get the the rush of everything will be the day that i stop hunting and fortunately enough that has not happened yet so i mean you know keep that in mind uh we can't stress that enough enjoy yourself have fun don't take it as as a a work or not work but like a job or like a you're being forced to go hunt i I hope that everybody out there keeps the the fun in hunting yes and 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 that another point that i got to stress that i want to stress is that harvesting the animal itself okay should only be a part of the hunting experience completely agree you know, uh, uh, you know, s- sitting around the campfire at night, shooting the bull about what we did in the day, what we saw. You know, I-, I slipped and I fell in the river and I got all wet, and 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 then uh, I I got home and Matthew had made supper and it tastes like bull crap, and we yeah. threw it all out. It's all part of the experience, you know. Because it most times, you know, the the hunt itself happens very fast you know it's the harvesting of the animal happens very fast but your your week of hunting is something that you're gonna have something to remember out of there probably just as much if not more than the actual harvesting of the animal i mean on our trips to maryland on our moose hunting trips on our whatever we you know it's been years and we're still talking about them and you've had some when you were out in the yukon you know 30 years ago and you're still talking about them so make sure to take the fun and the memories out of it not only in the harvest uh you know keep the tradition alive but also you know don't give it uh, this this bad name of of you know oh we're we're killing animals we're we're not necessarily you know out there to to just for that we're out there for the the continuous continuation of a long, long tradition, and and it it's got to be fun for you. That's right. The, the harvesting is only just remember, guys. It's a part of the experience. It, you got to have the total package, and then, like you say, Matt, we'll we'll talk about it for years. And uh, you know, I can say uh, when we were in Maryland three, four years ago in the you stepped on that big green snake and you grabbed it and threw it in the marsh. You're like, we remember that, but when we think about it today... It was... I don't remember what snake that was. I know he told us it was venomous. Oh, yeah. It was something. I, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not really sure what it was, but again... And, and this... Okay, side note on this. This was... This was actually a... 
no sorry that was a muzzle loader hunt that we were on yep. Yep. and uh we're we're i'm i'm in this marsh and we're we're pulling out this uh my buck my sick of deer buck that i uh sick of deer stag that uh, i harvested in in the marsh and we're pulling this out and i mean we had a what two three hundred yard yep. you know drag through the marsh and yep. we're walking through and we're just on the edge getting ready to get in the woods and we say oh we're going to take a break so we take a break and i feel something come up and brush me against the leg and i'm like what you know what is this and uh i'm stepping on this snake and it i got it pinned down luckily enough i have it pinned down literally by the head and uh so then we're discussing on what we have to do here to to get rid of this snake under my boot and i grabbed it and when i said go well i took my foot off and i chucked it through chucked it out the in the marsh and we kept on our way but you know that's a story that i actually was talking about this to some guys just the other day and that's been three four years ago so we're going to remember it for a while you know that's right that's right so i th- i think matt this this wraps it up about about bow hunting so let, let's just go over it you know sure. what i would say like let's just say okay hey guys get a, a bow that fits you by that i mean get the proper draw length and the proper do- draw weight that's the first thing. If you're not starting off with that, you're you're losing the battle to start with. Uh, secondly, choose a bow that is your liking. Never mind all the advertising. This one's better. This one's better. This no, they're all good. It's what you're gonna like, axle to axle. That's gonna that's gonna decide what kind of hunting you do. The speed of the bow is is important, but not that important. The 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 the, the draw length and draw weight is the most important thing there you go so that's the you know if you start off there everything else should fall into place that's right and then well like we talk uh practice makes perfect no only perfect practice makes perfect so if you're going to go out there to fling arrows to get good at it it's much better to only shoot 20 in a night but shoot them all perfectly then, then shoot a hundred, and you don't have proper form, proper anchor point, proper anything. You know, so that's very, very important. And then once you've practiced, like we talked, another very important thing as a bow hunter is to find your comfort zone where you're comfortable shooting at an animal that you will make an ethical shot. Yes, of course. That's, I mean, that that is very important. I, I want to stress that one out a lot don't don't compare yourself to your buddy don't compare yourself you know you know just do what you feel comfortable with and again it comes into making it fun not making it stressful not you know it it falls into that area as well yep and then and then again once you're going out hunting know your game game laws have the proper licensing get the proper permission if you're going to hunt private land scout for your game prepare for your hunt and then once you're out there hunting leave the stress behind and enjoy yourself with you your buddies your wife whoever is going to be your hunting partner and then remember a very big thing harvesting an animal should only be part of the experience that's right i mean you know i i, I can't i couldn't have said it better and i i agree a hundred percent We've been around it long enough and you've, you know, showed me this stuff and I keep passing it on. I'll share this with all my buddies. Uh, It's the same conversation every time, but this way here, we're just able to channel it out a little further. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate being able to, uh, 
to get that out. And I want to thank you very much for, you know, your, your insight and your expertise. And, you know, if there's any questions uh, relating to any of this, uh, please give us an email. I mean, we'd be more than happy to elaborate a little more uh, in depth in a certain area if there's anything that anybody needs to uh, to know or if there's any other questions uh, about getting into archery hunting. I mean, you know, uh, we we would love to uh, to hear from you and we'd love to know if there's, there's a topic, uh, maybe a specific topic that we can talk about more in depth instead of this, this overview uh, of something that you guys would like to hear. So once again, you know, I'd like to thank my dad to be in here uh, this evening recording this and sharing his knowledge with us. So uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And next time you have the beer tasting episode, please invite. No problem. That might be on another one. Perfect. All right. And I want to thank, you know, our sponsor, West End Sports, for the continued support of the show. Uh, As my father and I both know, uh, our good friend over there at West End Sports, that's an avid hunter. Uh, you know, he's on, he's been doing bow hunting, uh, for years as well. He's, he's been around. Uh, so we want to thank him for support. And if ever you're in the region, uh, whether it be on vacation around here on a fishing trip in New Brunswick, uh, a hunting trip down here in New Brunswick, uh, you know, just anything and you, you need something from a, a good Yamaha product, make sure to check them out. They're West End Sports, uh, Northeastern New Brunswick's five-star Yamaha dealer, where you're sure to find something that will rev your heart. And you you forgot to mention, you forgot to mention, Uh-oh. if they want a bear and moose hunt, of course. they can come. We're, we're, we're an outfitting family. Yes, of course. Uh, we've talked about this in other episodes, okay, but, yeah, since, okay. but since he's here, we'll let him do his little pitch yeah, in here. Uh, uh, bear Paw Outfitters. So our website's uh, www.bearhuntingoutfitters.com. We specialize in black bear, and we also do moose. And Matthew, of course, has his outfitting. Yeah, bass attack fishing. We're always uh, we're always shooting that out there. But uh, you know, it's not in the not in the archery one. But hey, if ever you guys want to come out to New Brunswick on a vacation, you know, do some do some fishing or some hunting, we're the we're the people to contact. So again, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again. Mm-hmm.